Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast, where I sit down with fabulous people to have go-win conversations. We want three things to happen. Three things, ladies and gentlemen, three things to happen. We want you to learn. In that learning, there's a discovery of right things that you could potentially take away from this podcast. Two, we want you to, what is it, learn, be inspired. I want you to be inspired to take action. And three, hopefully community can happen, that you get to know my wonderful guest today, Hannah Schmidt, and maybe connect in some way and build community because I believe that community wins. And if you don't know what go in is, go in is being consistent and doing the right things that allow for you to achieve the wins that you have defined for your life so that you can live out your greatest story. Hannah, what's up? Hey. How are you doing? doing? Good, good. All the things. Yes. What have you been up to uh, the most recent? What's the thing that's driving Hannah right now? Um, we're going on the third and final week of my kids being out of school for Christmas. <laughs> so um, the holiday that just won't end. So I've just been, you know, um, roller skating every day and oh. jumping on the trampoline. <laughs> um, but looking forward to, I feel like when the kids go back to school, that's really the new year. So it's I give myself <laughs> until they go back to school to start anything new or consider goals or any of that. So spent some time, you know, at the end of the year reflecting on what's been working, what hasn't been working, and then, um, of course, get to implement lots of new fun things. Yeah. What is that? What is that process? Is that a, is that a process that you go through to kind of flesh out those things? Do you get a piece of paper and start writing down? I and- do. I, I like a calendar audit. So <clears throat> I try to keep really close track all year of what I'm doing with my time, how I'm spending it, what meetings, what events, what things I'm going to. So the end of the year is really a time to look back and count up all those things and see what materialized into something special, what was draining, um, what didn't work out, what was a waste of time. Um, and then really try to use that to inform the next year and what I say yes to. Um, and then a lot of it is, <clears throat> looking in in my stage of life right now with little kids at home, um, I don't want to say I feel a pressure to like monetize everything, but if something is going to take me away from my family responsibilities, like there does need to be some kind of monetary something um, or else I have no time for me in the end. Mm-hmm. So um, looking at what things actually move the needle, what things I tried and didn't work and all that stuff. Gotcha. So like, do you have only certain things that even you say, Hey, I want to, there needs to be something like monetary that is going to kind of drive me to get out, Mm -hmm. but there's still certain things that make that happen. Right. So you, the owner of the treasury, Mm -hmm. you have a few mastermind one or two masterminds mm-hmm. you have some events yes so those things are already all taking you out like yes. there's nothing more but if you do those things you have a magazine mm-hmm. the hundred i'm getting tired of talking about all the things <laughs> that you <laughs> yes the mag- so all those things somehow generate how do you and this is just kind of off right how do you determine how much what cost yeah 
You know, I think if it's something that's going to personally light me up or excite me and those are the things that personally light me up. I mean, I, I love to be alone. So I, I take on some projects that's like me alone doing something fun and creative. Um, but then I really love to serve like kind of the tar- treasury or hundred magazines target market, those women. Um, so if it's something, if it's an event that's going to make me $0, but I'm going to be looking at a room full of women whose cups were filled, that is going to be worth doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone asks me to speak at something or um, show up to something that doesn't do either one of those things, if it's not going to light me up and it's not going to serve those people who I feel I'm called to serve, mm-hmm. then it's probably a no. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Yeah. And so who are those people that you feel called to serve? I think women who are trying to figure out how to be their their best at home and at work. So I think women um, have this unique situation that they're in. We can we can be whatever we can do, whatever. You know, we have more opportunities than ever. Um, but a lot of times there's not the resources that match that. We've been given all this freedom and flexibility, but no one came alongside us and said, well, you don't have to actually do everything. It, it is noble um, to also volunteer at your kid's school, um, or to say, um, you know, you have all this flexibility work from home, but no one gave you an office and you're just trying to figure it out on the floor of your closet because it's the only place you can be alone. (laughs) Um, where you hiding out at. Yes. Yes. So to give some of those resources and some structure, um, to women who want to be doing everything, but they just really want to be doing it well. Gotcha. That's good. Uh, so you mentioned um, family life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just tell us a little bit about your family so people can know who you are a little bit more. I'm married. Uh, my husband is awesome. He's the reason I live in Oklahoma City. He works at Devon. Um, and, you know, when we moved here, I don't know, it's been 10 or 12 years ago, he said we'd be here a year. We're both from Texas. Um, but he loves his job and we have just stayed. And I love that. Um, we have a six year old and a four year old and another on the way. And, um, yeah, they're great. I, I personally feel like my highest calling is as a mom. There's no one else who can do what I can do at home. Um, I also definitely feel called to work. So I've spent since I found out I was pregnant with my oldest, I've just been trying to figure out what that looks like. What does it look like? Um, to fulfill that highest calling as a mom and also fulfill um, the calling I believe God put on my life to serve women, um, to contribute financially to my family and all those other things. That's got a third child. Mm-hmm. What, like, what's the scary thing when it comes to three? Or, or by now it's just like. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> Being outnumbered <laughs> is terrifying. Not knowing how. I mean, I love to spend individual time with my kids. Yeah. That's been the hardest thing about having two is that you're there's always somebody who is not getting your individual yeah, attention. Uh-huh. Um, so I just have to keep reminding myself that I'm giving them a relationship with a sibling too. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to all be about me. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. I need it. I need it. I remember whenever my wife and I uh, went to three. Because we could play man to man. Yeah. Right. You take him, I take her. Mm-hmm. And then three's like, oh, because now it's not as much one on one. Even though it's just that third one, mm-hmm. you now got to play zone. 
yeah. uh, defense. And, so what do you uh, do? Yeah, you just you just go with it. <laughs> you just go. After a while, I was like, you know what? I'm human. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm just going to do the best I can, try to love them. They want to go to counseling later. We can go to counseling, whatever, talk this through. But other than that, I'm just going to do the best I can to just enjoy yeah. raising them and be good examples in front of them. But And yeah. so far... It's worked out. It's worked out. We have it. Nobody's died. Everybody's yeah. good, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm excited for y'all. Third child, that would be really cool. Y'all got a name already? No. Because <laughs> you all go pretty unique with your names. Um, I don't feel like they're that crazy. But we didn't name either They're not Brian. No. Hannah. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> We didn't name either one of them until after they were born. I, really? We, yes. Because oh we cannot goodness. agree on a name. Oh, okay. But y'all so, had talked about it. Oh, and yeah. Oh, had, yeah. And I ha- I mean, I have a list of probably 20 girl named 20 boy names uh-huh. that Brian has vetoed. So I'll just bring that to the hospital and be like, look, we got to do it now. So pick one. Yeah. So he's like, no, no. Yeah. No. no. Oh, no. I had a friend in high school who had a girlfriend <laughs> by that name. And she was so mean. That you know, there's so always something. Funny. There's always someone. So. Oh my goodness! Where you and Brian met? Where we met in college. Okay. Did he uh, see you walking across campus and he ran up behind you and tried to trip you? What? No, I mean he will argue that this is not true, but this is exactly what happened. Is I was very into him for a long time. My roommate and I both liked him. Oh, okay. And um, just always trying to get his attention. Never could, but there was, was it like whoever could get him first kind of thing, or <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> yes, but it, she she was boy crazy, she liked everybody, okay, so it wasn't gotcha. a big deal. Gotcha. She still talked to me after he had asked me out, but it wasn't until we were at a group bowling event and he saw another guy ask me out and he pulled me into the stairwell and asked me out, and I was like. Not a coincidence. <laughs> and when we went out for the first time, he said, like, I just felt like it was now or never. So, oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have you do this. Hold that and then just pull this down, a little, pull it down. Yep, the arm a little bit more, a little bit more, just a little bit more. And then just kind of pull the mic up that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. There okay. we go. Yeah, Um. that, I didn't know that story. Yeah. That's my first time. How long have we known each other? I mean, Since I've been at 2012. 20 You said that like I was like I I was just going to try to make up something. But you <laughs> <laughs> You did that really really good. That's good. Well, um so talk about just the kind of the the different projects that you do currently mm-hmm. work on pretty consistently. Okay. Um I started the Treasury co-working space four years ago and that, you know, we provide women the resources and the relationships they need to succeed. So we are a co-working space. We're open 24-7 to our members. We're full-time members only. We don't do day passes. All our women are incredibly invested in the community. They help each other. They refer each other. They cheer each other on. Um, And we in addition to having the resource of office space, we provide them um, a lot of programs and events, ways for them to connect and network, ways for them to learn new things um, just so that they can be more successful. Um, So we have 
monthly events, lunch and learns, happy hours, things like that. We also host a few larger events throughout the year. So our Working Mom Summit is coming up January 27th and 28th. Um, it's, as far as I know, Oklahoma City's only conference for working moms. Uh, it's a really special time for me because it's the only time I get to talk to a room only of moms or women who desire to be moms. They're stepmoms, um, women who are mothers through adoption, all different kinds of moms in every stage and walk of life. Um, but they're all just trying to figure out how to be their best at home and at work. Um, it's a really special time because no one else is offering that type of event um, or that type of opportunity for somebody to really let their guard down about the challenges that they're having. Almost every woman I talk to either feels like she's doing it when she's doing a great job at work, she's not doing a great job at home or vice versa. Um, and so to be able to talk about that in a room full of other women who experience those same feelings can kind of get you through the rest of the year. Uh, women make create relationships at that event that go way beyond that. Um, I've seen women hire each other after that. They find the, the businesses and the opportunities that align with their values and those challenges that they're having, um, and it has a long-term impact on them. Outside of the Treasury, um, two years ago, I started 100 Magazine, um, which is kind of your idea <laughs> that um, you made me do. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, no one else would do it. Um, it's just kind of, you know, the opposite of a 40 under 40 list. Yeah. It's it's uh, not accomplishment based. It's character based. So really just highlighting 100 women at a time, 100 women in Oklahoma City um, who have outstand, outstanding character. So they a lot of these women have never been recognized for that before. They think they're just doing the best with the life that they've been given. Um, and. But someone through nomination process sees that they really are living with an outstanding character. So uh, that's been a lot of fun to get to meet those women, build a community around that idea that you don't have to have a certain salary, a certain title, a certain husband um, to be recognized in a magazine. That's really cool. Uh, the Working Mom Summit, so do you have like um, breakouts? Yes. So it, the structure is like a Friday night social event. And then Saturday we have a keynote and then we break into categories of home and work situations. So we'll have breakouts for women who are entrepreneurs and women who work corporate. And then we'll have breakouts for women who are single moms or married moms. Um, so experts will talk specifically to that stage of life and, and what type of situation you have at work or at home. And then the afternoon it's like workshop kind of breakouts. So really learning skills you can take away and take back to work and home um, that will help you to be better in both roles. That's legit, legit, legit. And you've been doing that how, how long? Um, this will be our third one. Okay. Yeah. Um, sounds like a lot of community building, right? Mm -hmm. is, is what you do and yes. um, bringing people together. How do we utilize the skill sets that we have to help each other get better? Mm hmm um, and in that building some, some, some awesome relationships, you and I kind of talked about five right things to be consistent in or, or consider around community building. Can you like go down that list real quick and then I'll come back and let's go a little bit deeper yeah. on each one. And with community, I mean, it's funny cause we, not just through the treasury or hundred, but even other communities that I've started or not that have not worked yeah. out or ones I've started and stepped away from, yeah. um, I've had plenty of experiences to see what works and doesn't work. Yeah. So this was my, my <laughs> attempt at a list. 
it's good to say that not all of them work, oh, right? No, not yeah. All of them, not everything works. And in fact, whenever I was making this list, I was thinking about about more of the ways that things failed and what what failed about it. You know, when I look back, uh-huh. like why did this never come together? And it's yeah. probably because I wasn't doing one of these five things. Yeah. So um, have a clear purpose. Don't make it about you. Offer in person experiences. Over. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me. Let me. Let me see. Uh, let me talk and remember what these are. Go ahead. Now, what was the first one? Have a clear purpose. Have a clear purpose. Okay. Have a clear purpose. What was the second one? Don't make it about you. Don't make it about you. Okay. Three. O- offer in-person experiences. Offer in-person experiences. Okay. Over-communicate. Over communicate. Okay. And make people invest. Make people invest. Mm-hmm. invest. Okay. So let's let's kind of just go back through these kind of slow and mm-hmm. kind of uh, open them up a little bit. So have a clear purpose. Yeah. I think it's really important. People will try to kind of challenge whatever purpose it is because people walk into a community kind of wanting it to be catered to them. So, um, you know, if church, for example, does this really well, like the purpose is Jesus. So you're going to have some teenagers and you're going to have maybe somebody in like a biker gang and you're going to have single moms. Everybody's together. It doesn't really matter what walk of life or background. They're they're all united by Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. So if your community has a very clear purpose, um, it just helps to unite everyone and it helps make all the decisions really clear. So for one example, you know, at the treasury, we serve women specifically. There's been a lot of pushback about that. Um, well, like people are mad. Oh, not I, mad, but they I have mean, a problem with it. Oh, a lot of people have a problem with it. Even trying to get a loan for a business that serves only women. You can't do it. I can only get a loan for the build out of our space. If it was co-ed. Really? Yes. Um, but yeah, people are, well, what about the men? Well, that's the thing. If you, if you have your community, that's like all about like non-dairy milks, someone's going to say like, what about the dairy farmers, the dairy Uh farmers? Um, this is just not that kind of place. So you can be specific and clear and, you know, as a space for women, um, it helps really define a lot of things. It helps us define the aesthetic and the furniture, but it also helps us define, you know, we're not going to host a an event at three thirty in the afternoon because a lot of women at three thirty in the afternoon are in a school pickup line yeah. where they are trying to get yeah. kids home or uh-huh. to a practice. Um, and so the having a clear purpose just helps you make all those decisions along the way. Um, so that's it makes, what it, it, makes it easier. Yes. To, it makes to it make much those, easier. Uh, to make those decisions. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you, um, how do you speak to people who may have a challenge on like they, they need a purpose and they're trying to find that purpose. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you have discovered or helped somebody else find their purpose? I mean, I think people probably who struggle with that probably just overthink it. I think that everyone has certain things that they are especially passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 
I mean, maybe even too many things, but it doesn't hurt to take one thing that feels really important to you. What's the thing that keeps coming up in conversation that you really care about and that sometimes you feel frustrated other people don't care about? Mm. Um, and then just really start, I think, some really good advice that that Stacey Johnson actually gave me back when she lived in Oklahoma City, she gave at an event was just like, don't try to make something formal out of it at first. Just start small. So you don't need to say, I'm building a community around this. You can just take someone out to coffee and talk to them about it first. Yeah. Don't try to monetize it. Don't try, don't go get the URL. Yeah. Like you can just do something for fun for a little bit and then see what is coming to the top from that. You gotta get the URL. <laughs> How many URLs do you have, honey? I just want to know. How many do you have? I cleared some out the other day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. My wife, there's a running joke about, like, if I say anything, she's like, did you go by the URL? Because <laughs> yeah. she gets tired of seeing the things come out of our yeah. account. Because, like, I mean, you start looking at it, you're like, wait, I spent like two to $300 on URLs. It's dangerous. Yeah. Just $20 at a time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Especially like if you're trying to get fancy and get dot community or something like that, you're going to yeah. go bankrupt trying yeah. to just do that. Okay. So number two, don't make it about you. Yeah. Don't make it about you. Why, why do you say that? What does that mean? I think that some people have a tendency to, and I've seen this, I've seen this in other communities that haven't really had very much longevity. Um, unless it's like a personal fan club that you're starting. It does not need to be a group of your best friends necessarily. So I think some people um, in trying to kind of niche down or trying to be really specific end up with a group of people who are just like them or who just agree with everything that they're going to say. Someone can be part of your community and you have very different ways of seeing the world. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So and going back to purpose, you know, as long as you're united in your purpose – um, don't feel this pressure to be best friends with everyone in the community. You know, don't make it all about you. Mm. Um, there's some, I mean, your ego is going to have to just kind of die and say that this person is not, you know, they're not my vibe and that's okay. Yeah. They can still be part of the community because of that purpose. Yeah. The, so let the purpose be the thing that, that brings you together and not make it just about you. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you're going to be looking out at a room full of people who are just like you and right. that doesn't make for a very good community. <laughs> maybe a good slumber party. Yeah, maybe like a good slumber, yeah. <laughs> maybe a birthday party. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number three, offer in-person experiences. I think that a lot of people think, you know, like I get asked a lot, for example, I bought a pair of Nikes. Now I'm on this list to join this like Nike club, okay? That's not a community. Like a, a, a group of other sneaker fans who I'm never going to see, I have no real like – skin in the game yeah. and I don't care. It doesn't make me, I mean, Nike wants me to be a Nike super fan because yeah. I'm in this club because I bought the shoes. Um, I think post pandemic, we're still struggling with like how much of just a virtual connection we can really get away with. But in my experience, having tried to facilitate and be a part of communities that are virtual, um, I think there are certain personality types it works for, but in for most people, if they are going to have any personal investment in the group and if it, the group is going to have longevity, there has to be something in person. So do anything that you can to bring people together face to face. Gotcha. 
Um, and, I, and I think you do a good job of that. Like, and sometimes it, it may just be grabbing coffee mm-hmm. or it may be a summit. You know, I feel like summits are in-person kind of experience where people come together or whatever the case may be. So number four, over communicate. Yes. I think when I look back to mistakes that I made in building community, I thought, well, I reached out to that person once and I didn't hear back. Or I sent out one email and then we had really low attendance to a thing. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, you really have to put it on the other person to tell you that they're annoyed with how much you're reaching out to them. But it doesn't. Have you gotten that? You know what? That's the thing is as much as I have felt like I've annoyed people, no one has ever told me, hey, cut it out with email. Uh No one's ever told me that. So, um, I think now at the treasury, for example, I mean, I will have people, I guarantee you in two weeks, one of our members will come up to me and say, I didn't even know about the working mom summit. And I've been telling them about it since November, you know, I, so we send emails, we send postcards, we put posters up and I send a quarterly newsletter to their house, a physical newsletter. I text them, I call them, I tell them when I see them, you know, just communicate as much as you can. Find as many ways to communicate with your audience wherever they are and do it constantly Yeah. until someone says they can, I mean, they can unsubscribe. So let them unsubscribe if they need to. Um, but if there's so many distractions and our attention is so fractured, you're to build a community, you're going to have to just ask people constantly. For sure. For sure. For sure. That, um, <clears throat> Yeah, they can unsubscribe, and I get the same thing. So I'm a pastor of a church, mm-hmm. bulletins, email, text, yeah. social media, and I feel like we do a, a on stage. Yeah, like we do a great. I feel like we do a great job of putting whatever the message is out. Yeah. That hey, this thing is coming. Yeah. No church on Sunday. Here's a great. I mean, no church on Christmas Day. Yeah. Great example. No church on Christmas Day. People, People show up. It's <laughs> like, I did not know that there was no church on. I'm like, where have you been? Where have you been? Over communicate <laughs> oh to your community. Over communicate. Because trust me, you miss somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just you, it's not just me. I was at a school the other day and uh, we started talking about the same thing because a particular person, so there's three of us in the room. All three of us go to the same church. Mm-hmm. One of the ladies like, I didn't know that. And the other lady starts laughing. But they was like, but we get the same thing here at the school. Yeah. Like, we can do everything we can. We can over-communicate and think everybody's. But, nope. Do, send out that one last text or mm-hmm. do that one last thing. Because, yeah. trust me. And having having the treasury having been around for four years, I have learned that sometimes like people will say, I'll invite them to come to something. And they'll say, I can't, but ask me next time. And I always think that's a cop out. I'm like, they don't really want to be asked next time. That's a no, right? Uh-huh. But sure enough, I will ask again. I have I have a, an email folder of people who said, th- so that I can remember this, uh-huh. said, thank you for not forgetting about me. Thank you for asking me this again. Wow. Because they really do mean it. Yeah. And that's what you have to put it on the other yeah. person to be honest yeah. with you and, and not take it upon yourself to say, oh, no, I need, they're probably just trying to yeah. be nice. Just ask again. Because we have this tendency to like to think that every, everybody's like us. Mm-hmm. And so like, if I don't want to keep getting emails or if I don't want to keep getting phone calls, surely, yeah. you know, but that's not true. But let's say that 50, let's say you're dealing with a hundred people and 50 do mm-hmm. and 50 don't. Yeah. I mean, look, 50 people showing up is great. 
it's a great thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's really cool. All right. Number five, make people invest. Yes. I think for people to be engaged in a community, they've got to have some skin in the game. So I've, and I've done communities that are totally free, paid, variety of things. I think, and sometimes it does look like money. It looks like they're in, they feel invested because they're paying monthly to be part of a thing. But sometimes it looks like making them volunteer, you know, giving them a job whenever they show up, because if they don't have a job, they're not going to come at all. Um, but people want to, they, a lot of people feel a huge sense of belonging when they're asked to do something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something when I was hosting creative mornings, I, I learned a lot about asking people for stuff and asking people to invest their time because we had to, I mean, that creative mornings has a rule that you just can't have money change hands for anything. So, <clears throat> um, making people invest their time really helped with just buy-in of getting mm -hmm. the community started. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely recommend that. What has been, thank you for those five things. Mm -hmm. Those are great. What's been your favorite community that you've, you've probably started or had, had the opportunity to be a part of and don't say church, not, not anything outside of church. I do love church. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I can't, I can't pick a favorite hundred. The hundred community is so new. I can't wait to see what continues to happen with mm -hmm. that. Um, the treasury community is very, very special to me. I think one that was the most fun to build was creative mornings in Oklahoma city because it was so, um, you had some structure that was given to you from like if, if you don't know, Creative Mornings is a global breakfast lecture series, kind of like TED Talks. Um, but they have headquarters and then they have all these chapter cities. So I started the chapter in Oklahoma City. <clears throat> so a lot of people who are involved in that had heard about Creative Mornings globally and were, they were just really excited. They felt like Oklahoma City, like the creative community in Oklahoma City felt like, wow, we're really on the map now because we have this thing. Yeah. And it was really fun to build something that was not at all about me. I think that that was, there was so much freedom in having it be under this creative mornings umbrella where I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting paid. Um, I, it was just, it was fun because it was free and it was scrappy and it was, it ended up having such a great response because people felt so special that Oklahoma city finally had that, that yeah. this thing that they saw in all the, you know, in San Francisco and in LA, like that Oklahoma city could sustain it and that somebody was doing that. So that was really special. How long ago was that? That you, Like how long has it been going outside of the pandemic? Four years? Has it, did it do four, four years before it was 2019 when you started? Yeah, I guess I started it in 28. I did it all of 2018. Uh huh. So did you just do one year too? I know. I, we only did one year. We only did one year. Really? Yes. I feel like it was two years. Maybe it was. You would know. <laughs> you would know. I think it was just one. And then and then that was the other fun thing too, is that when you build a community that's not about you, you can hand it over to another volunteer and walk away and have total faith that because yeah. nobody's there for you. It gives you a lot of freedom. I mean, back to my number two point on community building, it gives a lot of freedom because if you don't make it about you, then also then the success 
it's not your success. It's a, it's the community success. Yeah. It's failure. If somebody comes and says, I hate it here. This sucks. You don't take it personally because it's not hand in yeah. the club. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> so there's just, there was a lot of, of freedom in that and it not being about me and being able to pass it off and watch somebody else do it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So now has a third person has now taken it over, right? I, I wish I could tell you that I've kept up with that club, but I just Oh, you hadn't? Oh, okay. I, I think you don't I get think, the emails? Um, I don't think so. See? See I what think, we're saying right now? Or people? I don't open up. <laughs> I probably unsubscribe because my inbox is overwhelmed. <laughs> no. Um, I think I've been to like one event since I Oh, since you... Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to make one. I was going to try to go... Was it last Friday? Indeed, get to go, but I'm definitely going to yeah. try to try to get in there and, yeah. and make one. So, well, cool beans, Hannah. I appreciate you, uh, being willing to uh, make that trip to Guthrie, the trip to Guthrie America, uh, with Theo in there. What up, Theo? Uh Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, wait a second. Hannah, tell them where they can find you. It'll be in the show notes too. Um, the Treasury OKC on Instagram and 100mag.com to buy the magazine. 100mag, is it on Instagram too? It's 100mag, isn't it? I think so. 100mag. Just just uh, search 100mag, but check it out. We'll have it linked in the show notes as well, but it is definitely something that you want to be connected to. Hundred dot magazine on Instagram. Hundred dot magazine on Instagram. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go win. <laughs>